0: Could the Russia-Ukraine war lead to a conflict in the Middle East, a European superstate, a world government update, and digital identities to enhance a cashless society? All prophetic, and in today's headlines, we will analyze these events while taking your calls on this open line edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. And I know that there's so much going on in the news right now that it almost makes your head spin. Because we've got the, the end of we're, we're it appears that we're coming out of COVID and mask mandates and then this war kicks off and uh, conflict in the Middle East and what's going on. Um, inflation's rising, gas prices are going up, food prices are going up, and you think, man, what is going on? Well, it's supposed to be like this at any time. The Bible said perilous times would come. So what do we do? Do we lose our mind? Do we fear and fret and go Um, buy some property in Colorado and move a trailer out there and just isolate ourselves. No, we don't. Psalms 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Folks, God is with us. Regardless of the circumstances in life, God is with us. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Peace in the calm, peace and calm in the midst of the storm and chaos going on all around us, but a Christian individual can walk through that knowing. That if I've got my hand in the Lord's hand, He is carrying me through all of this. Now, I'm dealing with some, um, all kinds of people, but people that are dealing with cancer, people that are dealing with marriages that appear to be coming apart, people that are just financial situations and all kinds of different things. As a minister, I'm dealing with a lot of that. But I'm on. I'm telling you, having been through the life that I've lived and seen how God has blessed my life, being able to share my testimony and the testimony of others, I am seeing God move on so many fronts right now that I want you to know that in the midst of chaos and turmoil and strife and in wars and rumors of wars, pestilence, famines, that God is with us. Don't ever lose that mindset. The Bible says God had not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. I was talking to um, somebody the other day, and I told them, I said, you know, if I didn't have the Lord and I didn't understand the prophecies of the Bible and understand the Bible as a whole, the thesis of the Bible, and I didn't I didn't have a relationship with the Lord and I didn't know the Lord, I would I would probably be scared. And I would be really. Uh, concerned about society and and all of this mess going on around me. But you know what? I'm living in the same world that you are living in, and I'm not fearful. I know that God will take us through. My father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, I've heard him say this so many times uh, when we were talking about inflation rising, gas prices, and how we were going to function during the time of the Antichrist and the Mark of the Beast and all these different things. He said... One thing I know, he knew a lot of stuff, but one one thing he would always say, you take care of the Lord's business, he'll take care of your business. And he took that from where the Bible says, take no thought what you shall eat, drink, or wear. Your heavenly Father knows you have needed these things. Seek you first the kingdom of God and all these things, and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. You take care of God's business. You promote the kingdom of God. You teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. You do your best to live for the Lord. You take care of God's business. And He'll take care of your business. And you know what folks? I have found that to be true. Over and over and over again in my life. And so when we think about. How do I, how do I bring this from what's going on in the world into this studio right now? And all, all across the airwaves. And the internet and different things. Well... These Ukrainian soldiers, and I want to give you an update on the Tomyev family in Ukraine. Many of you are asking for that. And the, the Ukrainian soldiers, what's going on over there? The Jerusalem Post. The Ukrainian soldiers have said that they believe God is helping us. Ukrainian brothers and sisters of faith are very encouraged. Now, you imagine what's going on. They, Russia sent the Chechnyan, thousands of Chechnyan soldiers into Ukraine, which are just plain old cold-blooded killers. But the the Ukrainian brothers and sisters have said that they are very encouraged and strengthened by the knowledge that believers around the world are praying diligently and fervently for them. The pastor who asked to remain anonymous lived in Belarus for many years and continues to serve there. He said that his Ukrainian friends strongly believe God is answering prayers of Christians around the world. And not only are they encouraged, but they, they believe that they're getting reports from quite a number of soldiers that they are saying strange things and things are happening to them that could only be like a God-inspired miracle. And they're saying that we're even seeing things at night that, don't normally, that we don't normally see that are saving us. And it seems like sometimes bullets are passing by us instead of hitting us and things like that. Now, I'm going to just spend a little more time here. I know I'm coming up to a break. But I want to read you a report straight from the Tomyev family in Ukraine. Because in the midst of the trial and in the midst of the storm and conflict and a war zone, I want you to hear the mindset of the Tomyev family, who are the missionaries and pastors of churches in Kiev, Ukraine, right there in that vicinity, They've got towns that are being leveled with just within minutes of their homes. But what are they doing? They're looking for revival. They're not in fear mode. And so I'll give you a little report of this when we get back from the break. Then we'll get to the phones. If you want to call in today, the number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. Looking forward to this update. You won't want to miss the update coming up on the other side of the break and then we'll go to the phones. So God bless you, it's, a, it's really a great Friday. It's all in your Hi,
1: perspective. I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started end time ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you.
2: Major Internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. understanding the end time end time magazine and so much more we will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct go to watch.endtime.com right now or search into the H plus in the app store or google play
0: Let me make an announcement real quick. Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend on March the 12th and 13th, uh, my wife and I will be down in Gladewater, Texas. Uh, we're going to be doing a prophecy conference down there. We'll be at Abundant Life Church, 409 Money Street in Gladewater. Saturday night at 6 p.m., I'll be doing the uh, teaching the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. You won't want to miss that. And then Sunday morning at 10 a.m., I'll be giving a Breaking Prophetic Fulfillments, Breaking Prophecy News, and we'll be doing a Q&A, and you won't want to miss that either. I'll be talking about the Red Heifer, a lot of different things that are going on right now, world government, world religion, the peace agreement, uh, the Russia-Ukrainian situation, we'll be giving updates on that. So that is next weekend, March the 12th and 13th. Now, quickly, before I go to the phones, a lot of you have asked for and want, are wanting to know what's going on with the pastors and the churches that we are affiliated with in Ukraine. This report comes straight from the daughter of the missionary that's there. She just posted this, and uh, her and her husband are great friends of ours. They come, her husband comes out of our church right here in Garland, Texas. So he's been texting me and letting me know what's going on. So here's the report, and listen at this. When I talked about fear in the end time and having a sound mind in the midst of chaos and storm in a war-torn country, I want you to hear this. She says, we just got off the call with three pastors of Ukraine. They have asked us to convey their love and appreciation to the church for the prayers and support financially. The family of 15 is safe and thankful for the prayers. Even while they're in a cold basement, they are trusting in the Lord. Rita is safe and no harm has come to her building area. All of the people from the church. Now think about this. All of the people from the churches are safe. And they have sustained no injuries. They have been playing videos (laughs) and voice recordings of the prayers in the shelters. People are calling them, sending videos over their phones and things of them praying and they're playing those in the shelters and in the basements, in the subway stations, in the hospitals, wherever they are. They're playing the prayers of the saints. They said the prayers are like food for them, and they can't get enough. One lady works at a hospital and plays the prayers aloud for patients. She was off yesterday, and they asked her to please come back in on her day off and to play the prayers because the people are have become angry and upset and there's so much tension there. And when she's playing the prayers, there's a huge calming effect in the hospitals. And it brings peace to all of them. The church has said, we are not afraid. We are rejoicing and we are living in the victory of Jesus. They have seen Russian men, listen to this. They have seen Russian men coming out of tanks, crying and saying, please forgive us. We, we, we can't do this. And they leave the tanks in the road and head back for Russia. They have seen rockets disappear in the air without reaching homes and enemy tanks running out of fuel. The Russian troops get lost and stop to ask the Ukrainians for directions. The missionary from Romania is taking in the first supplies tomorrow to the border. Pray for a safe passage for open customs officials and favor the Romanian government and the Ukrainian government. So these people, that our prayers are helping to sustain them. And I know we've been praying every morning here at End Time Ministries, but also um, I saw a video from Sergei Tamyev. He's one of the pastors there this morning. And he, they were talking about revival. They were saying 15 minutes from their home, there were two cities that are less than 10 years old that have been completely leveled. But yet... Him and his brother were on the video, and what are they talking about? Revival. Hey, folks, we're seeing revival. Our dad just preached about a revival, and we're having revival, and folks are going to come into the church when this thing's over. These guys, they're not living in fear mode. They believe that this will lead to a great revival. Now, that's the mindset of these guys that are right there in Ukraine. They're hearing the bombs. Cities are being leveled within 15, 20 minutes of their house. And so I wanted to share this with you because sometimes, and this is the guy I shared with you the other day that said, hey, make sure if you ever have a chance to go to a prayer meeting or attend a church or something, please don't ever take for granted the freedoms that you have and your ability to meet and to pray and to become a part of a good church. Because right now these people are in basements. They're hiding out in different things. I mean, they're just not able to function like they normally would. And so I just wanted to bring this before you because it's so, so important that we understand that in the midst of a storm, a a trial, um, a a wartime situation, chaos, God is there with these people, he's sustaining them, and our prayers are making a difference. So don't stop praying for them. If you want to send in financial support, uh, there's places you can go online to send support to the Ukrainians. If you want to send some straight to the Tamyev family, if you want to send it here to End Time, and just say you want to send some to the Tamyev the family in Ukraine, you could do that. Uh, I could try to get it to my friend who's still here in the States, and they, they could get it to their family. There's many things you can do. Number one, pray. Ask God to keep his hands upon them, and um, we'll believe, and, and, and God is doing that. And these people are totally trustworthy, totally credible. We've known them for years and years and they are, God is keeping his hands upon them. So I wanted to share that with you because there may come a time maybe in the United States or maybe you're just going through a trial in your life and you think there's no way out. Satan has got me boxed in here. I don't have a, I don't have an exit plan. That's a lie from the enemy. God always has a million exit plans. Doesn't matter what trial you're in what you're going through, if you will hold fast to the Lord, pray, seek His face, trust Him, do God's will in your life, God will make a way. And that's what we're praying for. God, let Your will be done in my life and help me to be led by Your Spirit. So, I know God's worked out horrible things, situations in my own life. And I could share testimonies with you where God was, did miraculous things and I thought, there's no way out of this. I'm, I'm headed for a devil's hell. And God pulled me out of things and brought me, set me my feet back on a rock and said, I will help you and I, will, I love you and I'll do everything I can to help you. And I embraced that and I'm telling you, I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I'm telling you, I don't care what you're going through. Don't let the enemy tell you that you're in a jail cell and you can't get out. That is a lie from the enemy that wants to destroy you. Turn to Jesus Christ. He can take you out of any situation. And I've seen people delivered of drugs in one prayer meeting. I got a friend of mine that had a $1,500 a week addiction. $1,500. He was begged, borrowing, and stealing from everybody. And God, in one prayer meeting, God delivered him of that, and he never went back to it. And he was on a drug... That you just don't can't you can't normally just walk away from. God delivered him of that. I've seen people healed. I've seen marriages put back together. Seen all kinds of miracles. And so don't let the enemy of your soul lie to you and tell you that God can't help you. Okay, man, you guys, this is calling day. Um, another, the number to reach me one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Let's go first to uh, Jim in the truck. God bless Jim. Welcome to End of the Age.
3: Dave, how you doing, brother? God bless you. Doing good, my friend. Amen. Yeah, I got a friend of mine. Uh, he's out of Brockton, Mass, and he, uh, we, we've been friends forever, ever since back in high school and stuff. So he's, uh, we've talked over the years, and he's sort of interested in what's going on. Now, what you were saying earlier was interesting because you said there are people. How, how do people even survive what's this, this impact of what's going on with all this COVID and all these things? They must be overwhelmed in their minds and hearts. The amount of fear is overwhelming. Right so he he has decided to move to Florida down by me. he wants to move towards me, but it's not for me it's for Christ in me, the hope of glory it's just, he over the years I've been gentle with him, he, he uses some bad language, he smokes weed still, and stuff, but you know what I love him, and I believe you know through prayer that he can come to God. I mean right now there's all sorts of things going on out there, and I even got caught up in this stuff you know this a little bit with this with this um craze about trump still being president and this guy isn't Biden. you know what the thing is is we need to mind christ and him crucified that's all we have to remember is what he did right nothing is going to change that and these people in ukraine got to protect them but what i'm saying is is that we need to keep our mind on christ now that's what I'm trying to say is I yeah. um, I heard what you said earlier and I'll tell you I just went through something myself the Lord slammed me into the earth because I got my mind off of things heavenly and on earthly things and it you know all, all what I thought I was came crashing down okay yeah. everything in my life has changed I'm just going to tell you right I have to, the Bible says just confess your sins one to another I made some mistakes but now I got back on the narrow path from the Lord, redirecting me from all this misinformation and different things out there. Now I'm back on the narrow path. And that's the kind of God we serve. If you look to him, he is, he'll is he run to you, but we need to seek him out. Right. Uh, I just wanted to mention that to you. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I totally
0: agree with you. And the thing is, Jim, is that's, the, that's a good thing to have people to go to in times of need, where you know that they can help you out, that you can trust them, but you know that they're going to tell you the truth. It it doesn't matter where your friend's at. It doesn't matter how you start up. It's how you end up. That's the most important thing. And God can bring you out of so much. And, you know, in peace in the time of the storm. Satan would love to captivate people's mind by fear. Fear does not come from God. Fear comes from Satan. God has not given us a spirit of fear. So if you know you've got your hand in the Lord's hand, and you're, regardless of the trial you're walking in, there's nothing wrong with being concerned and trying to work things out. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, I have trials in my own life, but I know God's going to work it out. I'm serving Him. I'm doing His will. I've got perfect peace. I, I don't live in fear mode. I live in peace. You know, it doesn't bother me. I talked to my father-in-law about this years ago. We talked about inflation, different things, living through the mark of the beast. And I said, uh, he said, I don't care if gasoline goes up to $10 a gallon. He said, if we take care of God's business, God will take care of our business. And, you know, he instilled an element of faith in me that I cannot escape. My father-in-law was a very, very godly, spirit-led man of faith. He lived like that his entire life. And God always took care of him. And... I'm thinking about my own life and things going forward. That's the way we live our lives. We're walking by faith, and it's an element of peace in my life. I cannot explain, Jim, but I, it, it keeps me from having fear. I trust in the Lord. I have
3: faith, and he's going to bring us through. Amen. You know, I, I love your, your father-in-law, Irvin, to me for so many years. I, I, you know, he's just... I was nothing like him. I, I, I would try to emulate him. He was just special. And, yeah. you know, uh, when he died, I let out this Holy Ghost yell in my house and my dogs, two dogs started to howl because it was from God, you know, and I miss him. I miss him.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I miss him too. greatly. Um, well, right,
3: I, I'll, I'll let you go. God bless you, right, brother. All right, Jim.
0: Thanks for the call and good, good hearing from you. And, you know, everybody, I know I didn't even plan on talking about this for almost half an hour today, but. Very, very important. When, we, when you hear what's going on over in Russia and Ukraine and possibly spinning off into uh, maybe China and Taiwan, they're watching what's going on with Ukraine and Russia and then maybe even the Middle East with um, Israel, Iran, all these different situations. And if you, on the surface if you didn't know the prophecies of the Bible, if you didn't know the Lord, if you're just out there wondering what's going on, I'm telling you, there is a huge element of fear in the earth today. What are we going to do? What's this leading to? Uh, how's this going to affect us? Uh, you know, the bottom line. And um, I- I'm telling you, if you're, if you're leading a Christian life and a Christian walk and you've, you're trusting in the Lord, you know the Lord, you know He's with you, It removes that element of fear, and the Bible talks about a peace that passes all understanding. It doesn't make sense that in the times of trial and chaos and turmoil that somebody's just at peace. My father-in-law, a man of peace for years, my whole life I've known him, that I knew him. And in times of turmoil, people almost got upset at him. Because he would not just fly off the handle and just get chaotic and just go crazy and lose his mind. He wouldn't do that. He just said, God's with us. God's going to be with us. God's going to take care of us. He was just—he led a life of peace. Well, I have found that to be true. That's the way we lead our lives. I walk by faith. God's helping us all through. And no matter what the situation gets into, I'm walking with the Lord and trusting in Him, and I know He will bring us through. So, uh, everybody that's online, I'm going to get to you right after the break here, um, but I want to encourage everybody, if you're out there, you're having an element of faith with everything that's going on in the world, you know, inflation, gas prices are going up, food prices are going up, God will sustain you. And I know that things look a little bleak sometimes, but I'm telling you, there is a God Psalm says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death even, I will fear no evil because I know God is with me. And it's very, very important that we understand that because if Satan can get you captivated in your mind, he will pull you off of your mission in the end time, which is to teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God and prepare people for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Especially me as a minister or if you're a minister out there, if you're, you're trying to reach people... Do not let Satan put you in a jail cell in your mind. That's what fear will do. And so we're supposed to be a people of faith, trusting God. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to even please God. So the just shall walk by faith. And folks, that's how we're going to make it through these times just ahead.
4: Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies...
0: Again, I'm, I'm taking your calls today, One eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. 363 8463 I do have some lines open, and so I could surely get to you by the end of the program. So if you want to call in, give me a call. Um, let's go to Jules in Washington. God bless, Jules.
6: Welcome to End of the Age. Hello. Yes, this is Jules, and I hope you understand my accent. I've been listening to your program uh, since your dad was still alive. Okay. Got uh, knowledge so much from by listening to you guys. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Number two, that I have a question in regard to Ezekiel one, verse 10. Okay. The animals that are not the same with the one in Revelation lion, eagle, bear, and leopard. Mm-hmm. What are all these referred to? Ezekiel one ten. Yes. And so, then the next question, I just wanted to make it fast. I know that I, I a lot of people waiting in line. Uh, in the new life, later on, I know that we will rule the earth. How are we going to do it? Does that mean that we are just like a robot zombie that just do whatever we do, or do we have personality, character, uh, or how does God talk to us, refer to us? Okay. Uh, the last one, I know that you mentioned about the, uh, the city, Sin city Yang. Just want to give you a suggestion that the the, the name of the city is it, it, it pronounced Xinjiang okay uh, that's all I just off the line I, I'll let you answer the uh, the question. Thank you so much
0: all right, uh, God bless you and thank you for the call jules yes. and um, so when in, in answering the um, first the question of Ezekiel 1.10, what are those I'm going to jump back the the Ezekiel 110 beasts have no correlation to Revelation 13. You mentioned the um, Revelation 13, 1 through 2, the lion with eagle's wings, the bear, the ten-horned beast, and the, um, the four-headed leopard in, uh, in Daniel 7. Then when you go to Revelation 13, those beasts have federalized into one world-governing beast. But the eagle's wings are not mentioned. It just says it has the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion, and the ten horns of the ten-horned kingdom. That's a world-governing body. Those are modern nations that would be on the earth at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ, uh, the major nations that would be involved in the world-governing body. That's totally separate from Ezekiel 1.10. So in answering Ezekiel 110, i I'm going to go to Revelation chapter 4. And the Bible says in Revelation 4.6. Now you understand, in Revelation 4, it begins the prophetic portion of the book of Revelation. Come up hither, John, and I will show you things which will be hereafter. So in Revelation 4, John is seeing a future vision of heaven. And he says, and you've got to understand the symbolism of this thing, and I'm going to explain that as we go along, but in Revelation 4, verse 6 and 7, John says, "...and before the throne there was a sea of glass, like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne, and round about the throne were four beasts." full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion. A second beast was like a calf. Third beast was like the face of a man. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. Now, I've had people say, well, if that kind of stuff's in heaven, I I don't want to go up there. But you got to understand the symbolism of this because, like, again, if you're trying to figure out Bible prophecy, or any topic in the Bible, this is very, very critical. Salvation, um, the, the, uh, the, the uh, transition from the Old Testament to the New Testament, anything you're trying to figure out. The new heaven and the earth, new earth, Bible prophecy, whatever in the Bible. Uh, the, the, how many gods are there? I mean, any topic. You've got to look at every verse that pertains to that topic. So if you went to Revelation 4, 6, and 7, you would think, man, that's, I don't want to go to heaven if there's going to be those weird old crazy looking beasts. You've got to look at every verse. So if you go back to Ezekiel 1, 10, Ezekiel was standing by, by the river Chebar. He's seeing a vision and he says, as for the light, he said, um, also, let's see here, and I looked in a whirlwind, came out of the north, and this is verse 4, Revelation, or Ezekiel 1, 4. He says, And look, behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, and a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was about it. And out of the midst thereof, as the color of amber out of the midst of the fire, also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. Now, I'm in the King James Version. Some of the new King James Versions, or the new um, versions of the Bible, translations, in Revelation chapter 4, they will say living creatures as well. So he says, I saw four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Now, remember in Revelation 4, what the what those likenesses were, what he was seeing. So here he says, one had the, the face of them. He says, and everyone had the four faces. Everyone had four wings. And... Out of the midst there was, was like, hold on a second here. Let me make sure I get the right scripture. Oh, he says and everyone had four faces. Everyone had four wings. And their feet were feet, um, were straight feet. And the sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot. They sparkled like the color of burnished brass. And they had hands of men under the wings of the four sides. And they had their four faces with wings. Their wings were joined one to another. And they were not turned when they went they went every one straight forward. And then we get to your scripture. And I said, all that to say this. We go to Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 10. As for the likeness of their faces, the four had the face of a man, the face of a lion, um, and they had the face of an ox and the face of an eagle. Remember, it's the same thing. He's seeing the same thing as John saw in the vision of heaven um, in Revelation chapter 4. So what are these? Well, you've got to go to Ezekiel chapter 10 for the answer. If you go to Ezekiel 10, all the way down to, go to verse 14. It says, and everyone had the four faces. The The first face was the face of a cherub. And the second face, the face of a man. Third face, the face of a lion. The fourth, the face of an eagle. And the cherubims were lifted up. This is the living creature that I saw by the river Chebar in Ezekiel chapter 1. So these beasts with the face of a man, an ox, an eagle, and a calf, these are symbolic of a cherubim. The beasts in which are some angels, very powerful angels, cherubim. Well, when you go to Revelation chapter 4, John was seeing a vision of heaven, he saw the same thing. What are they? They are cherubim. And so it's a, it's a level of angels that are in heaven. That's what you're seeing here. And you, if you go to Revelation 4, Ezekiel 1, and Ezekiel chapter 10, verse 14 and 15, it will explain that in great detail. Okay? So thank you for the call. Let's go to Marcelo in California. God bless Marcelo. Welcome to End of the Age.
5: God bless Dave. Uh love the ministry. I just I I uh, okay, so um I was reading the Revelation workbook
0: uh-huh. and
5: um uh when Irvin, he writes that he's um astonished at one third of mankind. And um he and so it starts off in Revelation uh let's see, nine uh fifteen, a third part of mankind and then it goes down to the uh um third part is uh, also mentioned in uh, 18, but then also at, uh, on 20, it says the rest of the men were, which were not killed by these plagues repented not for—so it says plagues. Um, yeah. I didn't know. Is there is there a diagram of the plagues that kill one-third of mankind? And I have. Uh, I just want to say uh, thank you, love the show, love you guys, love it time ministry. I'll just go ahead and hang up and hear the answer.
0: Yeah, I, I so I, I didn't catch the last part there, but if when it talks about the plagues, um, a lot of people would say, hey, maybe these plagues are. And I've had, I'm not saying you're saying this, but I'm saying some people have said, well, hey, the the plagues um, are, you know, maybe COVID or a pandemic, something like that, um, that have that would kill one third of all of mankind, and that's what has been used maybe biochemical warfare or something like that. However, I don't think it's that. When you talk about, I just read an article the other day that um, Lavrov, he is one of the high-up officials in Russia, he said, World War III will certainly be nuclear. When you go to, and, I, and so we've wondered about that. World War III, Revelation 9, verse 16 through 18, will be nuclear in our opinion, nuclear. These would be the plagues. It's talking about nuclear because you're talking about killing one-third of all of mankind 40 times. So we're, we're not even close to approaching 52 million casualties which were killed in World War II. Some people have said, well, Russia and this, you know, it's World War III. No, I don't, not necessarily. I mean, it could lead into that. But at this point, it's not World War III. We're not anywhere near the casualties of even World War II. World War III will be 40 times World War II, the amount of casualties. One-third of the world's population. But let me tell you, um, I think it would be in 13. Let me look up something here real quick. Zechariah chapter 13, the Bible says, when it's talking about at the Battle of Armageddon, which is when um, we know that there will be nuclear weapons used, it says that, give me just a second here. It says that these are the plagues with which I will smite those that come against Israel. Let me see if I can find it. Maybe it's 14. These are the plagues with which, okay. Zechariah 14, 12. The Bible says, and this shall be the plague wherewith... Now we're talking about the battle of Armageddon. This shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. The plague will... The flesh will consume away while they stand on their feet. And their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. This is describing exactly what happens when a nuclear weapon hits. When, if you looked at, um, if you understand Chernobyl, that Chernobyl nuclear accident, which has been talked about a lot in the news lately because Russia took the Chernobyl um, reactor and also that, that whole region right there, and then they also uh, took over this one, they started bombing the one that they, actually there was a fire set there yesterday, the fire's out, now out, but a lot of people thought, well, hey, this is nuclear war. This is going to be World War III because they took over this, the reactor that, um, I can't remember the name, it started with a Z. And they were trying to, it, it controlled, this nuclear reactor con- um, created 25% of Ukraine's energy. And there was a fire set there last night. But this is describing what happens in a, when when the Chernobyl nuclear accident happened, the men that opened the doors to the original fire that was created, this is what happened to them. Everything was consumed. Their skin was just hanging in ribbons. And it, it describes what happens at a nuclear bomb when it goes off. A nuclear bomb, is the, to my knowledge, is the only thing that you can get hot enough to be close to the temperature of the sun on the earth. So it just simply consumes. Well, the Bible says that at the battle of Armageddon, this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord would smite all the people that fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh will just simply consume away. Well, it's a nuclear weapon. This is exactly what will happen at Revelation chapter nine, verse 16 through 18. This is, the, the Bible says it talks about plagues there as well. It has to be nuclear weapons to kill a third of the world's population in a short time.
7: I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day.
0: Okay, uh, straight back to the phones. Nadeel in Canada. God bless. Welcome to End of the Age. Nadeel, are you with me?
8: Hi, David. How are you? Oh, Dave, thank you. I want you to know I love you in Jesus. Thank you. We talked before you may recognize my accent. Yeah. The question from Revelation chapter 9 I asked before and it was you and Brother Irvin together. I had the privilege of hearing his voice and you were together. You right. answered but it's not clear yet. Okay. I do believe verse eighteen it's saying that these people, the two hundred million that fire from their mouth, which it could be tanks or it could be like a nuclear bombs right. or whatever. I believe they are the ones Who are inflicting the killing of the one-third of humanity and not them being killed, uh, like, by Israel or United States firing back? Read verse 18.
0: Yeah, it says, By these three was the third part of men killed by the fire, by the smoke, and by the brimstone, which issues out of their mouths. Yes. Yes.
8: Like, I want to hear the other... I, I don't want to hear this, but <laughs> tell me what do you think?
0: Yeah, so let me read sixteen through eighteen here, just to bring yeah. everybody in on our conversation. There's there's going to be a world war. Loose the four angels bound in the great river Euphrates, for to kill the third part of mankind. The Bible says, in the number of the army of the horsemen, this is sixteen, were yeah. two hundred thousand thousand, and I heard the number of them. Then verse seventeen says, and thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat upon them, having breastplates of fire, jacinth, and brimstone, the three, and the heads of the horses were as the heads of the lions, and out of their mouths issued fire, smoke, and brimstone. Verse 18 says, by these three was the third part of men killed. So it's not by the 200, it's the 200 million men army will be involved in the war, yeah. But it's by the fire, smoke, and brimstone, which appears to me to refer to a nuclear weapon.
5: Great. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Does that so? Does that answer your question?
8: Well, isn't the two hundred? Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's, that's I, the three that it's talking about. Okay. Yes,
8: sir. Now, who's 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 firing those three? You would think like. The alliance, like Israel and, and the Eagle, is that so when the Eagle will be helping?
0: Yeah, so, no, the Eagle's going to help during the final three and one-half years. So the Eagle, the United States, will most likely be involved. We could be part of the ones that are... It just says here that there's going to be a 200 million-man army right. involved in the war. There's like going to be are more are than gonna that. Who are going to be
8: fighting, those 200 million... They are going to Israel, you think, or no, well,
0: somewhere so, else? Yeah, so the, 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 war, the war is going to emanate out of the Middle East region. You're going to bring in the major players in the world. Certainly, the United States will be involved, because we're involved in everything going on over there. Right. It could be either, there's three, pe- there's three entities that can field an army of 200 million. China, India, and the Islamic faction on the planet. Right. Russia can't. The United States can't. So it's going to be one of those three, maybe more than one, will field an army of 200 million soldiers. However, China at this point does not have the firepower to kill one-third of the world's population. The United States and Russia control 90% of the world's nuclear arsenal. There's, there's some in Europe. There's, Israel has 200 nuclear weapons. But it will, there will be a 200 million men army involved in the war Right. But it's going to bring in the major players as well. If it, if it comes, let's say, from Iran, you're going to bring in Russia and China. Russia has the firepower to do it. The United States has the firepower to do it. Um, but when you get many of these major players, it's going to be a world war. So it's going to emanate out of the Middle East region, but it's going to spread out around the, war, around the be- world. Beloved and,
8: David, yeah. this is not going to stop in Ukraine until revelation nine is fulfilled I'm predicting myself I'm only a you know we do janitorial business I'm not a theologian but it almost seems that Ukraine is gonna mushroom out and go to the Middle East and everywhere I we need to be ready okay walking with the Lord
0: yeah (laughs) Um, So I would agree with you that we need to be ready at all times, no matter what. Um, uh, Again, it would be, that would be speculation on my part. Uh, Will the Ukraine situation balloon out into a World War III? Um, uh, You know, I I honestly don't know the answer to that. I believe, because of the scriptures, that, now anything can happen. But I know that the scriptures always, the, the prophecies in the Bible always come to pass in intricate detail. And so somehow or another... Now, I've got an article here that I was going to go through through the Jerusalem Post. The title of the article says that this is Jerusalem Post today. How might the Russia-Ukraine war lead to a conflict in the Middle East? There are people that are already surmising and speculating about this thing being a spinoff to what is happening with Iran and a flare-up there with them wanting to get nuclear weapons and they're the number one state sponsor of terrorism on the planet. Um, so, uh, again, I don't know how – I know what's going to happen. I don't know the steps from here to yeah. there.
8: Yeah, and, but I, beloved, and so they are that's kind of where I'm at. In yeah. Syria. They are already in Syria, the Russians. Yes. So if they see that United States involved in helping Ukraine in Ukraine, the Russians in Syria wanted to hurt Israel to, to teeter-totter, like to – and then, yeah, it's just I'm preparing my family yeah. Yeah, absolutely. to know the Lord, to walk with the Lord, because we're, it almost seems we couldn't be any closer to Revelation 9 than we are today.
0: Right. Totally agree with you. And I'm, I'm doing the same thing as well, uh, preparing my family for the soon coming of the Lord. And everybody else I can get my hands on.
8: I love you, right. in Jesus. God God bless, God bless you.
0: you, my friend. Yeah. And I do thank you for the call. Um, let's go to Tommy in the UK. Uh, God bless Tommy. Welcome to Into the Age.
9: Hello. Um, good evening. How are you doing today? How are you? Not too bad. Good. Good, good. So, firstly, I just want to appreciate um, all that you do. I've been following you for a very long time now. So Thank you. So, I'm going to really make it quick because of time. Yes. So, I'm going to make two comments, but my question is going to be embedded in the second comment. So, the first comment is about... The uh, Russian invasion. Yes. So I'm just thinking, uh, like, in the end-of-the-age, uh, end-time series, I have in back, that when it looked like the world wasn't going to come together, when Russia and probably Britain, were, you know, fighting. So somehow, somehow, the topic came to pass. So with the way things look, if Russia continues on this path, it looks like, you know, Russia is not probably going to be kicked out of the European Union, or maybe something will happen and they're not going to be part of The European Union again, but, uh, I mean, the United Nations. But at the end of the day, I think something will happen, that uh, the prophecy will be fulfilled. For example, um, I have a someone predicted that actually Putin is going to be uh, <clears throat> uh, maybe uh, assassinated or uh, jailed. Something like that, so which means that would probably uh, harm the tensions. Also, because the U.S. now they're talking about getting their uh, energy from Iran, uh-huh. so which is very very funny. Because at the end of the day,
5: yeah. that
9: means they're they playing straight into uh, probably something that will make the process come to pass. Yeah. So at the end of the day, Iran will eventually get the nuclear weapons, and they will, and they'll probably start the Six trumpet war. I, I wish but I, I wish it. I
0: could explain what our current administration yeah. is doing. I can't.
9: Mm.
0: Yeah. And when you say funny? Yeah. Yeah, funny's a nice term.
9: Yeah, yeah, very funny yeah. So, yeah. Uh, then secondly regarding the uh um what do you call it now? Uh you know Daniel from Daniel, uh-huh. you know that uh a beast means um, a uh, kingdom, or the leader, or both. Yes. So, and, and also, one prophecy can uh, be manifested through, through two separate events, right? For example, like the uh, Daniel 7th, 7, 78th week. Right. You know? so, so, if that's the case, is it possible that the wounded head from uh, Revelation 13 could be referring not not only to the kingdom but also to the head itself, maybe to the antichrist itself. Because I've heard a theory that um, maybe the antichrist will have some sort of, you know, maybe deadly uh, wound.
0: Right.
9: You know, just to kind of mimic Jesus, that maybe he died and rose again. Right. And also at the same time mean that uh, maybe the kingdom would die and come back. Right. As you predict or as you explained in the uh, is about Germany, yeah. or so I've had a theory about uh, Roman Empire, that Roman Empire is the head, that yeah. Roman Empire was dead, then resurrected as yeah. the Holy Roman Empire. So is there any specific scripture, I know I could have followed the studies and all, but uh, is there any specific scripture that yeah. you know uh, confirms that it couldn't be Roman Empire, that that prophecy was um uh, to, yeah. it's definitely Germany. my so yeah, so, question.
0: Okay. So, uh, Tommy, I, I, I do thank you, but for the sake of time, I'm going to jump in here because I want to I bring everybody in on the conversation. And in, in, so, as far as, just let me tell you what the prophecy says, and then we may have to continue this conversation because I'm coming up to the end of the program. But in Daniel 7... It specifically tells us that the, the lion with eagle's wings, the bear, the four headed leopard, the ten horned beast are nations and the leaders of those nations. Jump forward 650 years to Revelation chapter 13. When it gives a depiction of the end time world government, it says it has the body of the bear, or the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion, and the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom. Those are still nations. So when the Bible says one of the heads, were wounded nigh unto death. The seven heads would be the, um, the the 10 horn beast, the four heads for the leopard, the lion, and the bear. One of the heads, one of those entities, would be wounded nigh unto death. In our opinion, it was the third head of the leopard, which is when the nation of Germany was the, with, the, with the Berlin Wall. It was a wound nigh unto death, and the wound was healed when the Berlin Wall was come, that came down And the Bible says, when the wound was healed, all the world would wonder after the beast. So my father-in-law wrote, back in 1986, that the Berlin Wall would come down, the two Germanys would reunite, and that would be the catalyst that would launch us into a new world order. Well, at the end of, um, when the the Berlin Wall was torn down in 1989, 20 days later, Gorbachev, Pope John Paul II, and George H.W. Bush came out of the meetings talking about, and they started talking about the new world order. The Berlin Wall was torn down, the deadly wound was healed, and immediately after that, just like the Bible prophesies, all the world started wondering after the beast. This new world order, the new world order is world government. And just like the prophecies say, that's exactly what happened. It's historic and it's very prophetic. And so I I hope I answered your question today, Tommy. It's just... These entities were nations. I don't believe they're symbolic of, you know, Jesus being killed and things like that, if I understood you correctly. So I just want everybody to know that those beasts were symbolic of nations. The tearing down of the L'Eblom wall was the healing of the deadly wound. Then we launched right off into the new world order. So God bless everybody and great day today. Have a great weekend.
7: This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with Endtime Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at one 800 end That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.